Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello again. Welcome, everybody, to the Shane Oliver Experience. Today we have with us Adam MacArthur from Vestiges, and we also have Matt from Vestiges in today. How are we, how are we all? Yeah, we're pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. doing good. Yeah. Oh, good to see you guys in tonight. Thank you for coming in. So why don't we kick things off straight away? Tell us a little bit about yourself and the band that you guys playing currently at the moment. Yeah, go first, Matt. Okay, um, so <laughs> <laughs> my name is uh, Ads and, and um, I do vocals for Vestiges. Uh, you know, I run a label called um, Team Glasses as well um, and I work, uh, my day job is a chef. Jeez, how do you have time? Um, All I hear is chefs have fucking just work nonstop. Yeah, so I um, just started a, um, a catering job about two months ago um, with my friend Weldon. Like, um, so he... He used to be in Brazen Ball. Have you heard of Brazen Ball? Yes, I have. Yeah, so grind that was, that was death yeah, in like, your like face. Yeah, party grind stuff. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. They're, they're cool. So they're kind of not doing stuff at the moment. Um, so they've started um, him and the drummer have started a um, like an eight bit grind project. Yep. So um, yeah, I've always been friends. Like my old band Cold Hearts used to play shows with um, with Brazen Ball, and so we developed a friendship then. We'll obviously because we're both chefs as well, and so yeah, we were always talking about how cool it would be to to work with each other, and, and yep. now now we're doing that. That's awesome. Yeah, and there's like a, obviously transparency with all the music stuff because well and does music stuff as well, so it all fits in. Because I've got, got um, four children as well, like I'm divorced, so yeah, yeah. So I see them as well when I can, and yeah, it all works. Pretty full life, pretty full on lifestyle you got going. Yeah, as well. I've literally got stuff on every single day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds like it for sure. Yeah. Man. What about yourself, Matt? You stay as busy as uh, Adam? Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess <laughs> not as busy as Adam. No, no way. <laughs> um, I, I work. I'm, I'm a courier. Yeah, um, drive around a lot as well. I drive around a lot. Yeah, mm. deliver parcels and stuff. Um, <laughs> um, I guess me and me and Ads kind of met. Um, me and Ads kind of met when we were. Um, I think it was like put a show on for my old band. Um, yeah, Heroic Tales. Heroic yeah. Tales. Yeah, and okay. um, I think it was our first first gig was at Beetle Bar. Yeah, that, yeah, that was with Blonde Girls and Donata. So there was actually like um, Dan's. Uh, the guitarist, old band Donata, mm-hmm. Blind Girls, Cold Hearts, my band, and then Heroic Tales, which was um, Matt's band. So it was like our old bands all played together. That's yeah. how we met. Yeah, yeah, right. So is that so? You guys met around that that same show there that you're talking about. Is that yeah. where? It, and that's pretty where much. It, and that's yeah. how you got to know each other, and then eventually you started jamming out together, that sort of thing. And yeah, yeah, because like um, I, I had to leave because I was too busy with family life, so I left Cold Hearts, and um. What happened with Heroic Tales kind of just fizzed out? It just kind of fizzled out. Um, I think um, we lost our drummer, kind of like slowed things down quite a lot. Yep. Um, we were looking to get a new drummer and we just decided that, you know, maybe it was time. We called it. Okay, okay. Dan, Dan Spandinata, they, um, 
I guess they're on hiatus because they didn't technically break up, but they're just not active at the moment. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how long would you say you guys have both been playing instruments, being involved in music? I've been only playing in bands for about seven years. Yeah. Um, so still relatively new. I, I guess you could say that's old, but not really. I've only been in four bands. Yep. Um, so it's my fourth band. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this one the best though. Like, you know, you, you learn things e- each band and then you're like, know the do's and don'ts yeah each time you go to a different band a yeah. little, little bit of like etiquette learning or just just being able to be what's the word more lax with other people's different style of playing music would you say or i think i'm pretty much we're at a point now where we're all on the same sort of level playing field in terms of like um we all get along really really well and, and everyone's got equal shares and in, in um different opinions on songwriting and if we like like um if one of the guys isn't into something then they'll like speak up and have you noticed that matt like, yeah it's pretty easy to kind of like throw something out there you know if somebody doesn't like it we don't take it to heart yeah we just kind of want to move forward as a band rather than you know get annoyed at each other as creative differences do you try to keep the politics pretty equal within yeah. one another yeah make totally. it, yeah make it makes it fairly easy i suppose when everybody can get along with one another and especially too if you've got the same like uh, the same style of music that you're all kind of wanting to write, if it melds together, then of course you're going to enjoy playing in that band as well. So it, it, it's good to hear too from from what I've heard from from Vestiges as well and, this, and, and the quality of the music that you, you guys have released so far with it's pretty pretty good. I, I, I It, it kind of reminds me back of the old school sort of like hardcore days. That, that's what I think of as well when yeah. I hear it. Um, and it's it's refreshing because it's been a while since I've been hearing much of that stuff to to my liking sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which is another reason why um, I wanted to get you guys on as well because yeah, big fan of um, uh, Vestiges as well, and I've started seeing Team Glasses put more shows on as well, which is fucking awesome. I mean, that's that's exactly what you want to more yeah. shows, more bands more eyes on the scene as well people can get stoked on wanting to play more shows and have a good night out as well when you're doing it um so when you are when you're planning on writing or when you're planning on wanting to write more music um what what are the sort of processes that you guys have when you sit down and go oh we've we've had this select amount of music released so far should we get back in there and write something new, put something out quick or sit down, excuse me, sorry, um, and um, have a good think about how you want this next lot of music to go, like sort of direction-wise, or do you just want to sit down and just fucking write it out as quick as you can go sort of thing? I wouldn't say we're fast-moving. <laughs> Definitely not fast-moving. Um, but I, I think it comes down to, you know, if we've got a gap in, in shows and stuff that we've got booked... It's a good time to kind of sit down and get some riffs together and kind of see what we can put together. Um, it doesn't really... Um, it's not something we, we, we try to do. It, it's something that kind of comes organi- or organically yep. when it comes to it. For instance, we're, um, we've nearly finished um, the recording. We've only played, we played it live um, once or twice. Twice we played it live, the, like the current song that we're um, recording. It's called At Fault. And um, we've, been, we've, spent, we've spent six months on the song. Like yeah, ro- yeah just like fine tuning the song. Yeah, right. Um, it's got way too many lyrics for me to remember, but I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what makes a song like that one in particular for you guys take such a, a long investment into writing? Is it just 
wanting is it because you've got finely tuned ears where you just hear something and you're like fuck this doesn't sound right i need to go back and fix it or is it just a matter of feeling like you can do better for that for that song i think it's healthy to kind of think you can do better with something but when it comes down to us taking so long on this latest song i think it comes down to time yeah um that we're able to invest into it outside as well as in the practice room okay so when when you guys do have the time how quickly do you say to one another let's try and get this down quickly before we have to wait another week or two before we can have another crack at it well it's pretty much happening at the moment so yeah we've got drums tracked for this one because it's for a four-way split um put it this way the other bands um and i'm not trying to talk shit on our dudes but like um, the other three bands had their songs recorded and finished in November last year. Yep. And what are we? We're nearly in June. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But they're um they're really chill. So it's um Leavings. That's uh um band from the Gold Coast. Um and our drummer Chris plays drums for that band as well. They play sort of um more noise rocky sort of stuff. Would yep. you call it like sh- shouted indie or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And um there's um two bands from Indonesia. So one of them's called Mui Kite and the other one's Buzz. And, um, ah. yeah, they do experimental, like, almost, like, garage rocky sort of stuff. Because um, uh, Andrew, the singer from Leavings, is over in Indonesia at the moment. So he's actually shooting a documentary on the music scene over there. Yeah. And so he's constantly immersed himself over there in the music scene. And there's a lot going on. So he's constantly, I'll, um, I'll get you onto it after the recording. I'll show, you, I'll show you what he's up to. Like, he's constantly doing stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. So I've, the singer I've, from Leavings. I've yeah. always heard that, like... Indonesian music scene is pretty crazy over there too, especially yeah. for like the the underground sort of punk and hardcore and thrashy stuff over there. It's pretty – crowds go pretty crazy over there yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah, they do, yeah. And um, they're really appreciative when um, bands actually do go on tour over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's like a fantastic stuff. So Chris actually goes over and helps um, with the production. What does he actually do over there? What, he helps with the cameras or – I'm not sure what he actually does. Chris Hadrom. This is his birthday tonight as well. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he rolled his ankle, sorry. That, yeah, that's why we couldn't oh, play that, the yep. Yeah. Jesus, that was a fat-ass ankle. Holy shit. But anyway, you, you show me that photo. You saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. We had no idea until he actually showed that to us and we're like, yeah, you got to sit this one out now. <laughs> you got to take a few weeks off that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty nasty. He's, well, yeah. you, you've got your standard, like when you see someone's leg, how they eventually go down a little bit thinner where your ankles are. This was just like the straight thickness all the way down. So I couldn't see... I mean, he had the support there for his ankle, but I just don't think it was strong enough at that point. Like, God damn. It was, it, was not, it was not an easy role, that's for sure. So when it comes to, again, with the writing stuff, how big of, a, of an involvement does, say, your biggest influences in, in growing up music-wise have on your writing style? Do you feel like it does come into play when you are writing, singing, recording or anything like that? Most definitely. Um, I think when you learn your instrument, you're, you're playing a lot of um, you're playing a lot of covers to start off with, yeah. And that does kind of mold you into the kind of um, you know musician you are. And I, I, I think it's something that unless you're trying to move away from, you're always going to have that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that, that's definitely true. I mean, I, I, I um, when I first picked up when I started learning guitar as well, like the first thing I started going towards was learning Slayer stuff. You know, so I, I was always a big fan of like playing thrashy stuff on guitar. Still am. I just feel like you, you can just get real 
good raw energy out of that style of music. Sure, uh, it's a lot of the nostalgia that's yeah, in yeah, that, that well. too as well. Like you can kind of hear sort of like uh, resemblances to their sort of sound, even though it's you're trying to write your own sort of shit, but. That's where it's coming from, obviously. It's a big influence on you. So that's that's why I asked because I know when I was writing stuff, um, very thrashy style uh, elements would come through in what I'd write even when I would do it lyrically if I wanted to do it in like some form of structure. Um, but again, that's where it comes from people that you've listened to early on. And I've always wanted to know how big of a play does that come on into recording? Do you question yourself like, oh, fuck, this sounds too much like this band oh, or that band? All the time. It's, yeah. it's good to kind of like go back through it and be like, okay, well, I know where that came from. Yeah. And if you're you know, working towards something else, it's always good to kind of keep a bit of that, but try and, um, try and um, test yourself, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything about this... Uh, genre in particular that that you grew towards that you wanted to like the sound that that so you hear everything coming on the radio every day that's obviously not the sort of stuff that you guys play but even even earlier on and then getting to where you are uh, now how how big of a I'm trying to re, I'm trying to think of the right way to word this so what was it about uh, the sound that you guys write like why why was it that sound that you guys went for was it your favorite or is it just what felt naturally to play or because you know obviously like here i'm just mentioning about like genre types and where say you could fit into it but is that say what you wanted to do how you wanted to sound is it just how it happened and then you were like fuck yeah this is sick let's keep rolling with it basically like um well my influences in particular um modern life is war verse um, early My Disco before they went like full like um, minimalist like they're doing now. I can't really deal with new My Disco. Okay. Um, the Nation Blue, have you heard them? No, no, I can't say I have. A um, bunch of bands like that, Miles Away. Yeah, uh, heard them. Yeah, stuff like that. So just highly passionate, serious, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like but without the chugging bits. So it's basically being heavy but using melody. Very melodic. I think yeah. that's, that's really what drew me to it as well is yeah. you know, having the – Having the the mix between heavy and melodic, yeah, um, I think yeah we had this discussion when we were talking about starting the band was you can still be a heavy it. band without being without using um, heavy um, distortion in your guitars. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, you get you still get bands around these days that you know they they don't, you don't have to be doing blast beats of death to to be heavy sort of thing. You got bands like Death Tones that you that that crank out. They they sound so heavy. Yeah. You I know. think it, it moves you. I think that's the, the heaviness. No, I know. Uh, but like, I mean, just, just their, their sound in general, mm. when you listen to them, you're still, you're still thinking to yourself, fuck, this is heavy mm. with their tuning. It's not satur- saturated. No, it's with, not yeah. because there's so much range and diversity throughout every one of their songs. It's not always sort of like it has to be heavy to be good. Yeah. It, can be, it can be melodic. It can be, it can be changing left, right and centre, but you can still be interested in the song. It doesn't have to be, you know, I want to fight everyone right now, <laughs> um, which is generally what happens when you get that style of music playing. Yeah. You're just like, not, I want to fight everyone, but, you know, like it just amps you up and you just feel that. But it, same, same feeling, just coming through in a different, different way, a different passion. Do you have um, any sort of... Tour, uh, band stories so far that have been a bit out there, like in terms of playing shows. Um, any any crazy sort of 
um, interactions with anyone yet? As the as the general reception been pretty good with what you guys have been doing? We um, played in Lismore like a um, last year, and um, it was raining on a yep. Friday night, and um, there wasn't any local bands playing, so it was us and Future Corpse um, from Melbourne, and um, there was the Gastons. Um, they were like a sort of fat record. Oh like yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, and then Carl's band. Um, Meth teeth, so they do like noise rock sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. A little bit of hardcore, they like all over the place actually. Um, Carl just writes songs. It's just they don't stick to a particular genre. Yep. So um, we got there and there was nobody there when we arrived. And um, Meth teeth played and the Gastons played, and then we played and then all of a sudden there was a whole bunch of people that came from nowhere. But apparently that, that happens down in Lismore. And um, yeah, right. Yeah. So we played to a pretty well full full room pretty much, and then. But they just heard about the show being on last second and decided to come down? Or? Yeah, yeah, because we played. It was about 9.30, 10 o'clock when we played and then there was a whole bunch of people there. We were just <laughs> like, well, this, and it's still pissing down rain. And yeah. then Future Corpse played and people stuck around and then there were some people I'd never met before that came up afterwards and they were like, whoa, that's amazing. We sold some shirts and tapes and stuff. And, yeah, it was a really bizarre one. And then um, we made our drummer Chris um, drive back to Brisbane and we drank like – we. I think we yeah, finished off the beer. carton. Yeah, yeah, we drank a carton of On the way back. And, yeah. Good effort. <laughs> I suppose you don't have to worry about standing up while you're sitting down doing it too. So lube breaks would have been, wouldn't have been too. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 the last one, I was, last fucking van ride I was in, like a couple of the guys were, we were having to pull over every every half an hour. I think we had just, it. <laughs> they just kept smashing down the beers, but their bladder wasn't holding it. So that was that was a bit hard. There was a few of those that like. Um, Fuel stations where we were just like, yeah, we let's just not find a toilet. Let's just, <laughs> yeah. keep, just going. keep going. But um, <laughs> I I feel like Chris got punished more than anything. Oh, he was no, he wasn't even he, a DJ. He was loving it though, like yeah. in his own way. But I think we were punishing him pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so it, say shows like um, like Lismore going down there somewhere that you haven't been do you like going to those shows like doing those shows a lot where you go to places that you haven't really been to a lot and just seeing what what their scenes like or just wanting to put your stuff out there in a different place definitely like um um we didn't get criticized per se but a lot of people sent messages saying it was bizarre but we did our um tape launch um for two for a second release um at Vinny's dive bar on a thursday night Mm -hmm. and um i think well it was a free show so i'm not too sure how many payers were there but it was like a wild Brisbane lineup, but we mm-hmm. just none of those bands had played on the Gold Coast before, so we just went, let's just do something different rather than playing it safe and playing, you know, in one of the local places and then having a full room. And mm. we just wanted to go out of our um, comfort zone a bit. So yeah, we had a different sort of experience. Like they, yeah, we only sold it was our tape launch. We only sold maybe four or five tapes um, at the launch, which was bizarre. Mm. But at the same time, it's not always about that. But um, yeah, like that was still a really fun night. But. Yeah, like a lot of my friends were saying, you know, that's that was weird. Why didn't you just do that in Brisbane? Yeah, but, um, yeah, Does that makes yeah, sense. I suppose that's true, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It is. Most people would do that, so I suppose it's something out of the norm to try. Yeah. Um. I still. I. I'm. I'm going to Vinny's next month because you, speak of the devil as well, are putting on a pretty sick show down there as well, and I've been meaning to get down to Vinny's uh, to check out that place as well. On that, on that same week as well, I think it's on the Monday or the Tuesday, on the same week as that Spit and Nails, like Goon on the Rock show. Yeah. Um, Strike Anywhere are playing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they're yeah, playing yeah. as well. So with uh, Driven Fear. Driven and Fear and are playing and, and Friends of the Enemy. 
Yes. I'm not too sure who else. I think, I think it is Friends of the Enemy as well. Yeah. yeah. That's Driven sick. Through, yeah. So that would be really cool. I'm definitely going to go down for that. So it's not a Tuesday night. Yeah. 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 So, and well, obviously you've played at that venue as well. I've been told it's pretty small. Yeah. So um, it's only a 90 capacity venue. Yeah, and right. um, so if there's actually like if there's 90 people in there, um, yeah, there's not be much space at yeah, all. Right. Yeah, right. Pre- that's pretty like, I mean, it gives you that that sort of like sold out sort of feel too when you play yeah. at a smaller venue as well like put on like a breakthrough hexes show that was the first show that i put on at vinnie's yep and um that was a matinee show that matinee shows do really well on like a sunday afternoon because like a sunday night show um people got work the next day it's yeah, most night. people don't yeah. really feel like going Not out really. sort of thing yeah but then because um, vinnie's does like cheap beers on the weekend as well during the day mm-hmm. so you know if you make it like max 15 dollars um, you'll you'll get a crowd out there. Like, um, yeah, there are, there are fans down there. You just gotta keep putting shows on. Like, you know, like Regularly. you can't get disheartened by it. So yeah, I'm continually doing stuff down there. I've got a pretty good relationship with Glenn that that does the stuff down there. Yeah, drunk promoter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. some damage now. He does, it's called. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I think he might still do drunk promoter stuff. Does it? Well, he, he just recently, definitely does damaged. Yeah, because yeah. he recently just brought gutter mouth out. Yeah, uh, and did that tour. Um, it's got like TSOL coming up Yes Yeah, yeah in August yeah. In August I think they got coffins To support yeah. that as well yeah. Which is sick Man they've been around for ages Yeah I remember seeing I, I've got like a A little fly thing From like years and years And years ago Of like an old venue And it still had It had coffins advertised on it too I'm, I'm thinking like At least 11 years ago I've got one from then, from then. Um, Yeah advertising coffins Doing a show or something Up in Brisbane So And then still seeing Their name around now I'm like holy fuck yeah. That's that's pretty good longevity for a local. Or I wouldn't say local, but um, are, are they in New South Wales or are they? I'm not sure where Coffins are from. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. either. But like, I mean, just longevity for a local sort yeah. of band as well, which is awesome. Um, so, how long have you been doing Team Glasses and putting shows on, Adam? Um, so that's been it was twenty thirteen was the first show that I put on. It was at Vice Studios. So that Vice was the, Studios, that yeah, was the yeah. first. Um, Used to be a AA venue back in the day. Yeah, it's never really been a venue. Um, they just like allow, allow shows. Yeah. yeah, it's not really a venue because like there's just too much um, drama with like establishing yourself as a venue, but without any of the permits or any of the sort of like right, things. Yeah, because with all edge shows, you technically have to have licensing, licensing, yeah. and and um, security if there's a certain amount of um, certain people, amount of people. people yeah, and, yeah, and it gets really expensive. Yeah, so, no doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why it's called a venue, but we do do like you know um, low key shows there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's why it's hard in general to get shows and stuff continually going on because if you get good bands to come out then these local promoters trying to get these shows going are going to have to worry about if well if we do get a lot of people we're going to need to get security you're going to exactly, need to get yeah. heaps of this and heaps yeah. of that so yeah i mean they don't make it easy to yeah. want to keep shows going around that's for sure um and so it's not just shows that you put on through team glasses as well do you put out records through it as well or i've only done the one seven inch and yeah. um I think it's still in print. So that was the movie South from My Life, um, Seven Inch by Cold Hearts. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really expensive. The recording was expensive and pressing it was expensive. And it was a really expensive process. And then we didn't really do much after that. So it was a bit of a dud move. Well, we didn't know that we weren't going to be doing stuff afterwards. Mm. But you know that you don't know exactly what's going to happen down the track. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing mostly tapes. So I'm coming up to, well, I've just announced my 12th release, yeah. Yeah. So that's... All tapes except for one seven inch. What's like? I mean, me personally, I love I love tapes. I love that that idea, like just that feeling of like oh, this, like local 
local people that you know being on like a cassette tape. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the coolest fucking feeling ever. But um, obviously, considering the the age of technology that yeah. we're in now, what makes you want to release cassette tapes over something? Basically, it's just really easy. Like you know, say if um if Matt and I did like a um like a a grindcore bedroom project like right now and we could we wrote like five songs programmed the drums matt, matt recorded the, the guitars and no bass and then we did vocals we could put it out on Bandcamp technically like on the in the same day yeah right and then it put it on um you know apple music and um spotify takes about five days to process so you can do that but then anybody can do that you know what i mean yeah and also like um i've been talking about it because a lot of people ask me about tape stuff I'm like, well, well, you know, like even, you know, most recently with MySpace, how it went down and all that music was lost, you know? I mean? Yeah. So yeah. What, what happens when Bandcamp's done or like, you know, Spotify all of a sudden announces next week that they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Or so a glitch, everything gets yeah. wiped, has to start yeah. again. Yeah. So I um, still collect, um, since I was a child, like physical copies of things. Mm-hmm. And so I really like to own the, the record or, or the CD or the tape or whatever that, yeah, of the artists that I like. I, yeah, that's cool. Rather than just having it on my playlist. Yeah. So that's why I prefer to, you know, especially like passionate local music musicians and stuff, not just from Brisbane, but just um, that I'm friends with or that I like um, that are, that play passionate music. Like I'll I'll put their tape out. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll then, you'll attach your your brand to it and help push it out for them. So you'll put uh, you'll put their cassette, say, underneath uh, on your website for them to buy through, sort of thing like that, and yeah. then, and so on and so and then, forth. So then they'll have something to put on their table as well when they're playing shows. Yeah, right. And um, keep the cost low. So, you know, like I was talking about, seven inches and LPs are really expensive. But mm-hmm. whereas with a tape, you know, like well, what Vestages does is, is Dan, our um, guitarist that isn't here, he records and uh, mixes and masters it. Mm-hmm. And That's um, placekeeper or placekeeper audio. audio, yeah. And then um, for our first tape, I got my friend Tyrone to do the artwork for it. And yep. um, the second tape for Vestiges was uh, um, Craig, our bass player. He did a painting called History, so it's about the history pages coming out of the book burning. So yeah, it's about right. like not being proud of the history. And that's is that the the backdrop for the um, EP cover or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, so. Nine times out of ten, I'll do the um, I'll do the the layout, right? Yeah. Print it locally. Yep. Um, I've stopped doing it now, but up until a couple of releases ago, I was using old cassettes, so I was upcycling them. Ah, oh, okay. So I was pulling all the excess tape out and then um, reattaching the tape at the end. Oh, then, cool. So and then so that there wasn't any um, noise at the end. Yeah, right. And then um, so then they'd have like an upcycled tape because um, I was in Sonic Sherpa and I was talking about tapes and um. Um, one of the guys in there was saying, because they buy a lot of collections, and so, they're saying, like, the old tapes don't sell, so they yeah. literally will throw the tapes away. So so not only are you putting them out on cassette, you're making them last longer than what they were originally going to do. Just, yeah, just it just gives putting them a little bit life. of extra effort, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that, that sort of shit's cool, too, because, I mean, at any, like you said, at any given point, a whole you could have a wipeout of everything, conspiracy tinfoil hat on, like exactly, the, world yeah. goes un- the world goes under and then you're like, fuck yeah, I've got cassettes to listen to to <laughs> We've help We've got analogue that. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure if it was the first or second world war and they used to, um, they used to bootleg vinyl, like um, oh, no with, shit. with car tyres, yeah. <laughs> so someone would have a record and so they had something to listen to yeah. and they used to like make their own records and they'd bootleg them. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just that old school, um, like vintage, 
vintage style, excuse me, of uh, like holding on to music as well. Like like you say, cassettes, vinyls, the seven inch style. I've always like, I mean, in, that's always had such a bigger appeal than to just say your standard CD that you'll buy. Yeah. And I mean, you get when when bands in particular they start to get bigger. Not only will they release. Um, their CD as an option, but then they'll start bringing out things like, say, you can buy our skate deck for 50 bucks or whatever, or you can get our, our latest album, which is doing killer already, yeah. and you can get it on vinyl now, or you can get it on cassette. It's only when they yeah. start, like, they know they've already kind of got there is when they start branching it out a bit more. Yeah, definitely. But it's the exact opposite with, like, your locals. They're doing it the other way around half the time is where they're releasing on cassettes and vinyls and doing all this really cool, intricate shit with how they get their music out. And then they put an album out or an EP or an actual physical CD out or something. It's almost like the back order, like a yeah. reverse order, which is really cool. And especially for the locals too, like the one that you just gave me before, um, as well as your own uh, cassette tape, but Terramatas as well. Like that's a, that's a trip on its own. Yeah. You know, there's two songs and it's what, 20 something minutes? Oh, no, that's I just part two on that one. Oh, so it's, it's just a, part yeah, two. Part oh, two, okay. Because they already had part one, so. That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they did a super limited, I only did 30 copies of that. Yeah, right. And there's an overseas label that have done heaps and heaps. I did see that, yeah. yeah. Is it through um, – oh, who was it through? Was it was it in through Indonesia somewhere or yeah, was it yeah, – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's sick. I mean, again, another local band that's getting stuff distributed on cassettes in another country. I just think that's fucking cool. And you don't, you don't see it a lot from bigger bands as well. Um, and uh, like until, say, they get big and then they start doing it. I've just always found that to be an interesting point. Um do you still like to um, branch out and look in uh, other ventures? Like, say, you're already doing Team Glasses and stuff. Are you always looking for a new opportunity to put that name towards something? I'm not really trying because Team Glasses, I know it says team. It's kind of an oxymoron. It's team, but it's just me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a lot of, like, I'm, I'm on a backlog of stuff. Like, I've got um, another three releases that aren't announced yet yep. um, on, the, on the back burner. Um, so I'm constantly doing releases on tapes like um and um i do a podcast but not very often yeah right just because mainly the um the editing and and um you know like you'd know yourself you know like if if the conversation isn't very interesting and stuff you're just like well i just spent all that time just spent all that time (laughs) having a chat thinking it went well go back and listen to it it was pretty just like so i've done a shit ton of episodes and and um some of them are low quality but um i really like listening to podcasts myself that's how i got onto this podcast like i think i reached out to you and said yeah i love the yeah 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 much love as always i love i i I don't know how to react to it half the time when i get people going (laughs) i love your shit i'm just like crawl up in a little ball on the inside like Thank you. <laughs> I, I honestly still haven't worked out how to respond to it half the time. But, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an, another way of um, getting yourself out there as well too, I suppose. Same sort of style thing as yours. Like, so it's all, um, all local bands. Yeah. And um, interstate bands. Um, I did have a Tiger's Jaw episode on. That was only sort of because um, we had the opportunity to because my partner and I were do, selling merch for them. Mm-hmm. So Who I was, was like, it again, sorry? Um, Tiger's Jaw. Tiger's Jaw. Yeah, a band yep. from the States. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yep. so um, it was just that the opportunity was there. So we were like, oh, you know, like I, I hit them up and they were like, they're into it. So yeah, we had a short chat and then it had like a bootleg at the end that I didn't get in trouble for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, because that's, that's the sort of thing I suppose you have to worry about when you do get the chance, I suppose, with bigger, bigger name people is when if you happen to want to release or put any of their stuff out, 
through your channel, that's when legalities and stuff can come into it yeah. with music and stuff. And you just, oh, I just want, I just want you guys to, I want my people to listen to your music. Why do you have to make it so hard? On my Bandcamp page, there's actually a whole bunch of um, recordings that I've that I've done myself. Oh, okay, um, for different bands, there's like a Shackles one, Shit Grinder, Hurricane Death, um, Hakia, Haron. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot. Bitter Lungs, um, Rage. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, that that was just like um, just another sort of release, like in a way for them. So that it doesn't get physically released; it's just a digital only thing, just so people can have a listen to those sort of. It's like, an, it's things. another yeah, it's another avenue or exposure yeah. for the band for you to hear what the band's like or what they do, how they yeah, write exactly, stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I am feeling like I should stretch my legs. Um, how about you guys? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, feels good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to have a brief break and we're going to leave you with uh, one of your songs now. Can we remember which one that we were going to play again? I am drawing a blank. Uh, Couch Couch Arrow? Yes, that's why I was having a blank because I couldn't remember how to say it. Um, and that was off our first demo. Yes, yes. So before we play that one, can you give us a bit of a rundown for it so everybody knows? Um, Kalskat Jara is, um, it's called Docker River in English. So that's a remote indigenous um, community. Mm-hmm. It's um, smack bang in the middle of Australia. So I went and worked over there in a, for an aged care facility for the um, residents mm-hmm. there. So there was about 15 um, elderly um, community members there. So I was, I was cooking for them. So I was there for about four weeks. Okay. And um, yeah, and it was just a massive eye open. I had, we had to get permits to go in there and... Yeah, had to get permits to go in there and yeah. and work or to, yeah yeah to, yeah yeah no? yeah just um they don't like um in that particular it's a bit of a nastier sort of um there's a lot of um ice use and cannabis use and stuff so it is a dry community so there's no alcohol so the, right, the police okay. go in there and look for alcohol but they don't they turn a blind eye to everything else no, of course so um it's kind of been half half whitewashed in there and and um you're supposedly not allowed to walk out of the facility because it's it's got a big fence and stuff for your own safety, but everyone's really friendly. Mm. Everyone just wants to have a yarn, so just go and talk about your life and, and they'll tell you about what they've been up to and stuff and talk about cooking and, yeah. and it was awesome, a really cool experience. Um, at one point I got bitten by a dog while I was there and I was like, can I get a tetanus shot or anything? And they were like, no. Nah. <laughs> What's a tetanus shot? Yeah, well, I couldn't, yeah, because there was nothing. It was um, literally like you fly into Uluru and then it was seven hours on a bus from there. Yeah, no kidding. And then, um, so it's pretty damn remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, yeah, okay. So that's what the song was about. Is just um, sort of, I feel that um, most, I guess, white dudes don't really know much about what goes on um, in the communities and stuff like that. So um, almost to a point of ignorance and stuff, especially in the bigger cities. Mm. So um, yeah, that's what that song's about. Okay, cool. All right, well, we'll give this one a spin, and we'll be back. We'll be back with you guys in a few minutes.
Alrighty. So that one was pretty damn good. Um, I'm still struggling on how to pronounce it again. How do you say it again? Kaltakatjara. 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 Okay, cool. Um, so how, how long did that one take you guys to write? Um, that was something that um, we decided to get together. You know, we were talking about starting something. We've had a chat about like kind of influences. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I guess we had some riffs. We brought it to a... Um, to a practice, I think we got that one down maybe probably about a month. I'd say. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty. It was pretty fast. Like the um, the early songs came together a lot quicker than the sort of rate that they were going at now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fair. It, would that be another reason why on that release there was only two that you had uh, brought out because it was Nauru and this one and of this release. Yeah. yeah, and then your second release had five songs. Was, there, was it only because that you had those two songs ready or is that all you wanted to bring out at that point? We had a few other songs. I think Yoramba and Mianjin were written then. Yep. And, um, but we just, we just wanted to do a two-song release. Yep. So one song per side and then that was um, just our, our demo essentially. But, okay. Um, yeah, okay. We um, tried to have it as high quality as more of a first release sort of thing. When yeah. when you guys do release your content, is it always sticking with the with the similar sort of story or backdrop? So, say uh, with Mianjin, that that is uh, that you said to me earlier that that's a place out in Roma, was it? No, no, Mianjin's Brisbane. Mianjin's Brisbane, right? Yeah. Which one? Which one was the place that you said was? Oh, Yorumba. Yorumba, right. Yeah. So all these all these names for your songs and stuff are coming from certain places. Is yeah. is that was obviously something that you came uh, to a head where you wanted yeah, just, to go with just, that. Um, what the um that the region that the um song's about, like so obviously Nauru's about like um yeah, yeah Manus and Nauru, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then Mianjin is about like uh, um casual racism and sexism, homophobia, transphobia and stuff that like um peers and and um, family members sometimes or even friends might um, say that that makes you feel uncomfortable and angry and that that's what that song's about. Yeah. So yep. then Mianjin was called Mianjin because, um, yeah, because like it's, it, happened, it was happening to me in Brisbane. Yeah. Right, right. So and, that, and that's where you get the influences from writing these songs more not, so? Or? Not all the songs. That's only, I think it's just three songs that were named after regions. Yeah. Just three yeah. so far? Yeah. Okay. I'm probably shooting the gun a little bit there because um, I'm hyper-focusing on those three. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, when when it comes to your influences writing lyric wise as well, has it always been front uh, at the, at the forefront talking about the serious side of uh, topics such as you know the the, the racism? Listen and, to and a the, lot of um, like conscious hip hop, um, KRS One, Taylor Quelly, yeah, that sort of style stuff. And um, so I find like it's got a lot more substance. It's a lot with people that have got something to say. Okay, but I'm a bit more drawn to that that sort of style of music and um it's yeah so that's why i wanted to create that sort of style yeah of writing yeah so it's all very serious topics that um all the songs are about including the, the newest one at fault yeah 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 no, okay so do you find a lot of this stuff uh play much of an effect or help with any sort of um issues that you struggle with day to day uh, yeah, definitely. Mental, it's, it's, uh, physical, that sort of thing. It's very, um, especially when we perform live, I do get pretty wound up. Like um, I take a, sometimes up to two hours to calm down after we finish playing because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm um, thinking about the topics that I'm, I'm screaming about. Right, yeah. Yep. yeah. So you, you in particular, when you do vocals, uh, amping yourself up beforehand, say you'll just, you'll, you'll, you'll zone into what you've, what you're going to be singing about and you just, it takes you to a different sort of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Is it sort of the same thing for you when you're playing guitar as well? Yeah, even the writing process, it's a, a, a good avenue to kind of get get things out. Yeah. And it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good place to kind of express yourself as well. I think having hobbies on the side of, you know, having a full-time job is very important for your mental health. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it plays a, a massive factor. I mean, if you're sitting into your Monday to Friday job sort of thing and just clicking by and seeing shows on a weekend or even just whatever on the weekends. I mean, if it's just the one thing and it, it, it becomes stale over a while and you can get quite bored, yeah. be quite a depressive sort of like sink in the hole sort of thing that, you, that you're dealing with. So, yeah, being able to um, reach a new platform, I suppose, reaching a hobby, I should say, sorry, playing music, um, always a, a, a big help helpful factor for dealing with your headspace too again something that i'm always wanting more people to talk about too it just it just i guess it, in the long run it, it makes it a lot easier for people to feel more comfortable coming out knowing that they can relate to the music that they're that they're listening to and and especially the people that are that are that are writing it and playing it you can come up to them and have a, a, a quite a comfortable conversation and ask about their influences as well as yours yeah. and understand where it's come from. That's how you get new fans, you know. Yeah, and, definitely. And, I mean, that's also one way to get out of the house, you know. You get yourself a couple of friends to go see a show sort of thing. Makes It makes it easier than going by yourself. I, yeah. know, I know that. For I, I, I went to a lot of shows um, by myself, but that was purely by choice half the time anyway, mainly because um, for certain – I mean, for certain shows you kind of just want to sit back and just – watch it, yeah. take it in sort of thing. And then there's ones that you just want to get amongst it and just go crazy. I, 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 and ones that I tend to just want to sit back, I would usually go by myself. Just I don't have to worry about anyone else. I'm just there to take in the music, yeah. my side of it, and away you go. But, you know, you, it, then you get the other, other side of the coin where it's uh, you're, in, you're in the mosh pit, uh, mosh pit non-stop the whole night sort of thing and you're, you're covered in sweat and you're like, this is still a great time. Yeah. It's an experience, man. Yeah, yeah. I- I- exactly. Um, does it – How have you had any crazy shows like that yet so far where you've got a good, good crowd of, of, of mosh well, – okay, better way to put it. When your shows are played, do you prefer to, to see that sort of moshing craziness or do you like to see – People engaged at least, but maybe we don't not. really have like people moshing at our shows. Um, yeah, um, we get a fair few people that know the words and will either like yell back. And we've got one song that we um, try and have as many mics out as possible. That would be repeater. Repeater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, so I mean, that one you said to me earlier, there was about. 12, 13 people. Yeah, thirteen that, people yeah. on the track. Yeah. So th- and we we were talking this. Uh, talking about this off mic just uh, not long ago as well. But even for some people, they can imagine when you get 12, 13 people doing vocals um, that they're all going to be maybe in there uh, doing it at once, like those chant vocals. But you were saying to me before that uh, when you recorded that, you actually got them in one at the time to do it. Yeah, so um, I um, did the, the, the first vocal track. So there was a guide track. Yep. So then... Um, yeah, the, um, the different vocalists were adding different elements and, and um, doing what's called like, like canon vocals on some of it, so like little repeats. And um, yeah, it, it ended up really, really well. Like um, we just told each person just to do their own style and just go for it. And so yep. there's all different – there's like really, really like hard vocals, especially from the Spit and Nails guys. And then there's um, 
there's some guys that, that aren't even in bands that are doing it as well. And, and yep. um, yeah, it's just like, um, yeah, it's a really passionate song. It's just about being, um, yeah, like stepping outside and then going, well, here we go and walking around in the human pollution. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that. Especially in <laughs> Queensland, I guess, after the election. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, I suppose <laughs> that, I mean, we'll, fuck it. We'll, we'll do it anyway. Um, so I'm going to say, do politics play a big role in your life? That is a question that I actually did have you. I was going to ask. But, I mean, it led straight onto it with that answer right there. Um, so, I mean, let's, well, I, let's... I'm actually, I'm from, I'm not even from Australia. So I'm not an Australian citizen, so I don't vote. So ah. I, I don't um, back any particular political party. It's more about, like, um, more about the people. Um, so I, I have some friends that have sort of right wing, I guess, is like, quote, unquote, like things but then i um will call them out on stuff that i think is inappropriate and try and shape mm. that their thoughts on those sort of things but um yeah because i don't vote so i don't have like a strong political opinion but at the same time like i yeah I've, I, i'm a, still like a socialist in terms of like um i guess i'm more of a very left-wing sort of like opinion on things my well i mean my my opinion f- from right now is to say that i'm i'm pretty confident saying that you can pretty much see through bullshit right in front of you anyway. So, I mean, even if you voted or not, you're still going to be able to hear someone spitting, spitting rubbish and be like, Hey, no, that doesn't, that doesn't fucking sound right. What are you on about? Yeah. So, I mean, lucky one, don't have to vote. That's handy. Two, probably wouldn't matter anyway, even if you did or not, because what the fuck Australia anyway. Um, yeah. Like, does that sort of stuff worry you as well? Like, um, not just for the sake of what, the main clash of uh, views were about the election being uh, solely based on sort of well, I would say solely based, but like the, the main focus was obviously like the whole climate issue and stuff like yeah. that going into this election. Um, you, as as a band, as, as as people writing like politics, even if you don't want them to be a part of your life, are still at some point in some way down the track or whether it be right then and there is going to affect you in one way from their legislation that they bring in. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've brought it up a handful of times um, about my concerns about how the nightlife in Sydney and how they're like, um, how the music scene will be like with that in another five years sort of thing, whether or not it's going to pick up or not. And will that same sort of mentality come from New South Wales up here because, I mean, with the weekend just gone as well, I mean, it's safe to say for me that i got no fucking idea, you know, yeah. what way it's going to go. So do you, do you ever worry that um, if we can't get shit like that under control and get a, a proper sort of system in place where, you know, venues and, 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 and places of entertainment are still going to be able to have some form of music being played? Do you, do you worry that that's going to happen in the future that we're going to be able to lose more venues over time because of like strict licensing and all that sort of shit. We're always going to lose venues, but there's always going to be somewhere to play. And then if there isn't anywhere to, if there isn't an established place, then we'll we'll always find a way. Like even, I don't know if you've gone into many shows out in Ipswich or anything like that, but, um, not recently. No, but I've been out there before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, they've had alleyway shows out there. There's like, um, my friend Aaron used to have shows in his shop. Yeah. I'm sure that that was illegal when he was having shows in his shop. Is that Bad Habit? Bad Habit Records, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there was like we had – it was supposed to be um, a picnic in a park, so it was Punk's Picnic last year, but it ended up being in an auto spray shop. 
Yeah, no shit. So we had there was like a band from New Zealand and and um Outright played and um oh that would have been sick. Who I'm else? A huge like fan of Outright, Boundless and um yeah so like a whole bunch of interstate and one international band played in a, in a auto spray. Thing. So so it's definitely not really something that we'd have to worry about so much now. Yeah, and there's always I'd like say. there was a house show on the weekend as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. The um, Terramata they played up the sunny coast. Yeah, was it that was a house yeah, show? Yeah, there was a house show at the sunny coast. That was our um, good friend Reese and Jackson's house from Ten Lavender. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, yeah, there's still there's still shows and stuff going on. But my 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 concern was is that with with how unpredictable um, I would say politics has been and how much uh, of an effect they've played in certain states is that something like that similarly happening to Brisbane was was my concern down the long run. And thinking to myself, is there any sort of... Is there any way of being able to change that in the long run? Not sure? Oh, sorry. I, th- I, was, I thought I was going to let Matt go because I thought I was talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. No, we always find a way, man. Like, yeah. there's... Yeah, there's, there's oil, like, if, if all our favourite venues close tomorrow, we'd still be able to find somewhere to play on the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just to, to have that drive and passion for um, for playing and, and going to shows and stuff like that. You yes. think that do you think that'll make it harder for bands to get higher, like elevate themselves to uh, that, that that playing field sort of thing? I think so. With what they're doing in New South Wales, is like they're trying to bring down the biggest shows mm. and making it harder for everyone. I, I think if you are going to get to some large point in your band it's going to be harder in that sense. Mm. When it comes down to putting small shows on and you know keeping the community. Pumping, I yeah, I think it's always going to be the same. You think at some point we could just all of us decide to revolt and just not give a shit? I'm sure other countries have done that. Why can't we do that? <laughs> you know what was who was it? Re- like the most recent one was like Romania or some shit. They all all had enough of their government, and then they were just like fuck it, and then they pretty much like revolted and they got their government overthrown or something like that. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't why know. can't I've we heard about that? I haven't either. <laughs> I don't know how long ago it was. Don't someone go out there and fucking confirm me for that? But I read somewhere about you know. If you're not happy with your government, fucking run out, <laughs> run away. We'll look it up, definitely. It. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I like because yeah, I, I know it. It seems like a bang, out, a bang on about it a bit, but it's only because like I, I myself don't want to see good bands lose more places to play. Yeah. You know, I, I want to like and and not just have to rely on house shows or or the the main venues that they're always like you said before. Like, there's always going to be venues that stay, but you don't always want to play at the same venue uh, every every week or every month or whatever. So, yeah, like, and for I don't, it, the all ages all ages scene is definitely not what it used to be compared to what it was like, say five ten years ago. Anyway, that's my experience. I actually, put on like a lot of all ages shows that um, all ages kids don't come to. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I, that's sometimes then, there's no kids there at all, but it's an all ages show. Yeah, right. Because yeah. For all ages shows for me, like five, ten years ago, always, always kids there, always people wanted to come out. But I've seen less and less over time. And that made me think, oh, like, like you, like, like you said before, like no, no all ages kids are turning up to shows to begin with. Yeah. So that's probably why, again, not as many happen. But I feel like you should still always have that option there. Because how funny, else? Like 10 or 15 years ago, you'd, you'd give, out, get, give out a flyer. And you get 300 kids to a show. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, so much like, different now. Times have changed as well. I was talking to Dean Strike at Vire about a month ago and, and um, he was talking to some younger kids that were rehearsing in the space and they um, they actually um, 
aren't on Facebook, they're like, no, that's grandma shit. Like, so, you know, when you're doing a lot of those, yeah, it's all Instagram. Yeah, so. That's grandma shit. Oh, everyone's parents are on Facebook these days. You know know what I mean? You get away with more on Instagram. Yeah, so, like, I think that's sort of, like, 20 and below. Yeah. Like, that it's not even on Facebook, not bothering with it. So, when when we put all the the effort into the event pages for all ages shows, like, I think a lot of that goes over their head. Man, I was so always looking for the Instagram push as well. Before yeah. before I was eighteen, man, I was always looking for all ages shows yeah. to go to. Always because I mean, that was just when I hit my point of wanting to see bands all the time. So I was constantly looking for new shows and, and new bands to go and see. See, I was I was the same when I when I was um before I was eighteen, I used to go to as many all ages shows as possible and, yeah. and it didn't matter like what the show was. Sometimes you'd go to like go and see some punk rock shows or some metal shows or <sighs> Hardcore shows and stuff, and and it really was about how Matt was saying about the fly and getting some flyers for the next show and be yeah. like, oh, there's a band from Newcastle coming, a band from Sydney, I haven't, I haven't heard of them. Yeah, I'm playing with some local bands that I know, and go check them out, and then, you know, then all of a sudden you've discovered some new stuff, you know. Th- that's how easy it is yeah. too. That's how easy it is to to get a hold of new music is just go to a show, and it's yeah. even better too when you get places like Rick's Bar that can do free shows every Friday, Saturday yeah. night, or whatever, and you can see a new band there every night. Yeah, so, yeah, same with Fats as well. Like I know the Schema dudes are doing a lot of stuff at Fats at the moment, and doing yeah. like really all over the shop lineups. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm big fans of the guys from Schema as well. So any any time those guys do stuff, I'm very ready to go check it out. I only or, know I only know um, Rashid. Yeah, Rashid. The, uh, the other the other guy is, that I know is uh, Stoyan. He's the vocalist of Adriatic. Mm. Um, really, really down to earth guy. Really friendly too. Pretty crazy yeah. stories from well, because he's originally from Bulgaria. Um, so he he had some pretty crazy stories um, of what it was like back in like the music scene over there as well, yeah, and how yeah. seriously they took it. I mean, Europeans as well. Like you were saying before, like with the Indonesians, how they love it there. Yeah, Europeans fucking love Next it. Next level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they love that sort of shit. Like it's very easy to have a a two three hundred venue capacity filled, yeah. Um, for a, just your standard shows, even during the week, even during the week, which I is was crazy. like um, Shane and I went to the same show on Friday, and um, there was a band. Um, well, it wasn't the um the, the backing band was um about Batuk, but um the singer was from this, Boom yeah, Boom yeah, Kid, yeah 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 Boom 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 Kid from uh, Argentina Argentina in, yeah in so South the, America yeah like their their social media like presence is like tens of thousands of people and and um yeah and like if you have a look at any of their live videos. They're playing to like massive rooms full, thousands, of, full of people. Thousands like, of yeah. people. Yeah, I looked at it like the other day, and like the main the, the main vocalist yeah. was like crowd surfing on a surfboard, yeah. like and stuff like that. And it was just bouncy, happy party people and shit. I, I thought that was quite funny too, because <laughs> like he's he's doing all that sort of shit, and then he comes over and he's playing at a bowls club in Brizzy. Yeah, you know, I, like that's not a bad thing. I mean, he was it, like the show itself was fucking awesome. Like I I honestly thought he was the. That was for yeah, me. It was it one was, of the highlights. Just there was it was smiles. Very, yeah, he's all very over the out room. there. Yeah, and it was just awesome to watch. Um, but yeah, like like you're saying, massive massive media presence, especially yeah. over in in South America, and playing to like thousands of people. And yeah, it was that that was very very cool to see. And I was fortunate as well. Like even though even though you guys unfortunately pulled out you got replaced by the meat and i hadn't seen those guys in, yeah in god knows how long as well and i was like a oh, great band yeah i, I almost band. like i almost didn't feel bad that you guys pulled out because <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't seen meat. i hadn't seen meat in a long time so i'm like oh, no i I've, still I've feel bad them, but i'm um, still stoked got them playing a show in, in king lear's throne in like next month and oh, so they're really? playing in that tiny space 
Dude, how many do you expect to get in that? Um, we're not sure. We're just going to see how it goes. Like I was talking to Kenny and he's keen. And like, yeah. so there's, yeah, so it's like Good Flex and Spit and Nails and um, Western Pleasure are playing. So it's like it's four pretty, like hardcore punk bands. It's a pretty full on, <laughs> pretty full on show for a really tiny venue yeah. as well. So, so when you put shows on, are you reaching out to people that you know in particular to do these uh, uh collaborations with shows or is it just well, any with, venue that you throw on with stuff when i was doing stuff at fat louis i haven't done as, as much stuff at fat louis recently like i did a show with um who played that one it was like um sean's new band um french card and yeah french card yeah and cavity and um i can't remember i'm sorry the other bands that played like so i had my kids mm. over that, that night anyway so i couldn't even go to the show right yeah but yeah like um the guy that that, that runs the shows and um does the sound there chris hunter is i've been friends with him since i was 15 yeah real so oh, cool like, guy. yeah I he's, love he's a lovely dude like i did like a radio show on triple z with him for a little while mm-hmm. lovely dude Lee's super passionate about music and um like you know crowbar like um dennis that books there like um, i used to go to shows with him when i was a teenager yeah we used to go to like go and see like $1 short shows and girls' jam shows and stuff when we were still in high school. Um, and Trad as well, like um, like that owns that bar. Like we used to go to shows at the Gabba Hotel before it got, got um, shut down. So we go see Mind Snare and yeah, right. Body Men Incarnation and, and um, all sorts of cool stuff like Toe to and and um, like the Icarus Line played there. And um, Is Toe to Toe an Aussie band? They're not, are they? are from they? Sydney, yeah. They are? Okay, I might be – I feel like I'm mixing them up. Yeah, they're, the yeah they're still going. Um, they're, they're not – they put out an album a few years ago, but um, they've got a new band now. So they've got the old guitarist Justin that was playing guitar for them in the Teo era. Yeah, with Scott Mack on vocals. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. So that they've got a band called Stitched Up now. So yeah, I'm actually going to put their demo out. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So it's like yeah. Toto Part Two. Right. Right. So. <laughs> Are you going to be uh, putting them on a cassette as well? Yes, 100% going on a cassette. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, are there any? What what do you what do you guys see as the future endeavor for vestiges at the moment? That's how you pronounce it, isn't it? Yeah, vestiges. Yeah, yeah. some people say vestiges, but like it, that's fine if they want yeah. to say it less. But it's I say vestiges, so it's, it's yeah. a tomato tomato scenario for me. Well, before I go any further about what you have plans for the future, what what was the the idea behind the name? I think I forgot to ask you that. To be honest, oh, vestiges is like um so that's um the remains of something that was before that isn't there anymore. So say if there was like a um sometimes. Like if you, like if there was like a city that was like burnt down, the, the vestiges is left over. Yeah, it's just um something that that was there, but now isn't. And it's, it's the yeah right it's the vestiges. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can the, be evolution. Can be a lot of different. Yeah, things yeah. It can as be. Well. Yeah. You can go like you can go really like spacey and deep with it, or you can just say it's like um a little bit of water left over after you left it turned on when you were cooking your um peas and corn. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good analogy. No, I'll keep that one in mind. Um, but yeah, so um, future endeavors for vestiges. Uh, what have you guys li- got lined up for the rest of the year? Oh, heaps of stuff. Hey, um, do you want to talk about it, Matt? Or do you want me to, want me to go oh, for we've it? We've got the split that's coming up. So yeah, we got a four way split. That's as soon as we finish recording, it's pretty much going to be out. Yeah, um, we're doing guitars hopefully this week, and then we'll do bass and vocals. Um, we're going to try and get one of my friends, um, Jace, to do some um, high pitched screaming and stuff. Um, on that Okay yep Yep Like cool. um, it's got like a twinkly part That gets um, A little bit scramsy Which is cool um, So right. um, My mate Jason he, he hasn't been in any bands before But he's going to have a go At doing some background screaming on that So we're doing that And then uh, um, Our friends um, World at a Glance the, um, the World at a Glance From Melbourne Who yep. um, we played with When they came up here last Okay um, yep. uh, They're my good friends And, and uh, they're lovely dudes We're going to do a split with them and um, play some shows around with them. We're going to go over to um, uh, Tasmania with them and play some shows. 
That's right, the Dark Days Festival yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, so, so we're probably going to play like the, like another show as well. So we'll do like a DIY show probably with the um, the Breakthrough guys. They've got like a, a new band. I can't remember the name of the band, but they do like a emo violence, like screamo stuff. Yeah. So just um, pretty hectic. I've listened to the demos. Do you, do you know how long – sorry, this is a bit off topic from yeah. your band, sorry, but – because you just you just said the festival for Dark Days uh, is that a relatively new festival or is I think this that is the second year second yeah, year second year yeah so it's like so a three Jane, day thing isn't it or is um, it yeah, two yeah three three, three days three, yeah because yeah. so far I've seen the lineup and it's like the two lineup announcements so far I've got some really fucking good there's bands still on fi- it. there's still five more announcements to go five more yeah, announcements yeah, there's like as 40, well there's forty bands playing see that's that's really cool like I can't remember the last time we had a, like so and I mean considering like there's still like three or three or so more announcements to come out um i haven't seen a good festival like that around here for like local bands for a long time it's um jane who used to do um total attack before um richard took over yeah right so she used to do total attack for the first i think four yeah she don't quote me on that but she did she started it and did the first few and then handed the reins over to richard and so he looks after that now and so it's the same sort of model as that so um all the bands travel over um on their own money yep and then play for free, and then all the money gets given to a charity. So I actually have to get my phone out for the charity. So it's actually SEED, which is Indigenous Youth Climate Network Yep. in um, Tasmania. So um, their statement is, we're building a movement of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander young people for climate justice with the Australian Youth Climate Coalition. Our vision is for a just and sustainable future for, with strong cultures and communities powered by renewable energy. Climate change is one of the greatest threats facing humanity. We also know that it is an opportunity to create a more unjust, sustainable world. So that's at seedmob.org.au. So all the money from that festival will be going to them. Oh, awesome! That's that. I I love Craig courses like that as well. And I mean, unless you're unless you're living in Queensland as well, like yeah, that's a an important thing that I would be giving money to. I say that about Queensland because fuck you guys. Who the hell fucking uh, liberals? Um, that's super yeah. cool. So we're going to do that, and then we'll do it another EP after that. So we're going to be pretty busy the yeah. rest of the year that's, with recording. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Heaps on the plate. Yeah. How do you keep yourself grounded? Um, just got to – I, I have ADD, so I, I always – like, It's probably I'm better for you to starting do – starting things, yeah. 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 <laughs> Keeps you busy, yeah. What yeah. about yourself, Matt? Sorry, I zoned out, man. <laughs> <laughs> have you got any – like outside of Adam, who's who's got the ball rolling with um, uh, glasses and um, uh, plenty more projects on the way for him. What about yourself? Have you got anything or are your main focus just purely on vestiges at the moment? Yeah, just writing for vestiges at the moment. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't have a lot of time yeah. um, to be um, like moving on to other things. Well, you say, you were saying earlier that um, you had years ago used to play in a metalcore band as well. What was it called? Oh, I don't, I don't think we, we need to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Okay. We'll get that one out of you. The metalcore band. No, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, so I'll get was, that one out of you another time. I was, yeah. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're telling me that it was like 10 years ago or so. And I'm thinking, shit, I was going to gigs around then as well. Like, do I know the band? I'd fucking love to know that one. Was it, did you do it as LA dying cover or was it? Oh yeah, we definitely yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely of the time. So, <laughs> Oh man, that's some old school shit. You wouldn't be able to cover Azalea Dying these days. Yeah, oh. <laughs> not the kind of band you want to be listening to these days. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, well, that's fair enough, man. Um, so, I mean, so you've got vestiges coming out. You've got heaps of shows lined up, um, and more releases on the way. Anything else to 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 to, to finish it out? Have you got any uh, websites or any um, 
promotions you got currently going at the moment that you want people to know about or not really hey like i kind of like keep it at a level that i can maintain yeah right so i, I drip feed the releases um they're all very very limited runs like mm-hmm. um the spit nails demo was 20 copies and they sold that out um at, at, at one show and that's, that's good yeah yeah like the terramata tape that i gave you like there's only 30 copies of that um we're doing 80 copies of the spit nails grid flex tape um, there's 30 copies of the data tape that's coming out soon as well. Like, so it's all super limited just so it makes it a bit more important to the people that manage to get their hands on it. Yeah, right. Rather than something that there's thousands of copies of or whatever. So it's a bit more special, tangible item for them to have. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, the fact that you told me that the one that you gave me is one of 30, I'm just thinking to myself, ooh, I'm yeah. only one of 30 people that have one. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah like and like it, yeah, yeah, like it does. It does give you that 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 feeling of that 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 nicer feeling of something. It it has more meaning turning yeah, onto it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and which is again, thank you so much for for giving me uh, the cassettes too. I've got to figure out now how to play them because uh, <laughs> oh, they're, they're always always on um, on Bandcamp as well. So yeah, it's just teamglasses.bandcamp.com. Yeah, yeah, right on. All right, well, I think we might uh, wrap it up now for you guys. Um, we're going to finish the uh, podcast out with the last song from it was your latest release. That's yep. correct. Yeah, um, repeater. So this was the one we were talking about earlier, which had the uh, uh, 12, 13... 13 vocalists, yeah. <laughs> 12 to 13 vocalists on, um, on this one here. So did I ask you about the meaning of this one or was it uh, me it's, it, that it's, it's the same um, line over and over. So it's as soon as I step outside, I choke on the thick smog of human pollution. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that, um, yeah, like if you're having a bad day or whatever, it's a good sort of song you can put on and have a listen to. Yep. Yeah, you can you can rock up to it. <laughs> All right, fuck yeah. All right then. Um, thank you again so much for coming on, Matt and Adam. Um, I had a really good time. Um, I hope you guys did too. We are going to jam out your final song, The Repeater, before we head off. Um, don't forget to check out these guys in Vestiges, also Team Glasses as well. Uh if I've forgotten anything, I'll get Adam to send me through all the links and um, I'll Place be sure Keeper Audio as well. So Dan's, Dan's recording thing, Place Keeper Audio. Yes, yeah. yes, that one as well. Um, if I've forgotten anything, I'll be sure to post it up um, uh, Dan, down the track. Dan plays sure. an Empower as well, so shout out the Empower guys. <laughs> yes, shout out. Um, who else was there that uh, you've got? Blind Girls as well. Are these, mm. these, are these other ones that you've put through? Also with Team Glasses. Well, um, I haven't done any Blind Girls stuff. No, uh, I put em- them on the... Empower, um, was that one? You, you said that one before, yeah? Was no, no, it? no, that hasn't been a Team Glasses thing. Oh, who was it? Um, oh, Dan, Dan's done some recording for Empower. Um, he did it was, Endless yeah. as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, he did Cold Hearts uh, near the end of the band's run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, recent recording. If yeah. you want, yeah, Back if Off War Child as well. So if you want some yeah. some good quality recordings, I'd go hit up uh, hit up Dan as well. Like yeah, Dan Pim. Yeah, Dan Pim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, look Thanks, forward Shane. to look looking forward to seeing what else you guys come out with, and hopefully uh, Chris heals up sometime soon as well with that that. <laughs> shout out Chris's other bands as well. Chris is in five bands. He's in five he's, bands. F- yeah. And he, oh wait, uh, he's a drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he, he's an elder. Continuing, elder. continuing theory. Oh, I wouldn't even say it's a theory now. Yeah. It's 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 just fucking true. Yeah. Every every drummer in drummer. Brisbane plays yep. in God knows how many fucking bands. So he's in Leavings, Elder, Apparitions, um, 
he's in another band as well with the guys from Huron and our band. Oh, with Jesse. Yeah, Jesse yeah. and I think who else is in I don't know who else is in it. Shout out Jesse as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. All right, guys. When will this be out? Like sh- should we plug our show like it's coming up on the first June or? Um it probably won't be out. Uh oh, okay. by that. Oh wait, no, sorry, first of June, twenty well, it's not this week, and next weekend. It'll be it'll be days. next week that it comes out next Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it'll yeah. be just so, before. So yes, yeah. it will be. So perfect timing. Okay, so we're yeah. playing a show first of June, Saturday yeah. the first of June, um, at the Bearded Lady. That's um, supporting Day by Day from Florida. That's, that's um, I'll be so going that's to that one. Last Ride Records and Lifelow Regret are bringing them out. So that's um, Matto and Robert and, and Michael and Nicole have organised that, and that's with Primitive Blast. Yep. And uh, Crave Death and Endless. And you guys and as us. well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's no, like fifteen I'll, bucks for like a wild lineup. Yeah, no, I'll definitely be going to that one. That's a sick turnout. And Bearded Lady again is another yeah. sort of smallish venue for that sort of thing to kind of go crazy too. It's going to be a wild show. Maybe not so much when we're playing, but when the other bands are on, it's going to be out of control. I could imagine <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, guys, thank you again. Um, can't wait to see more of your stuff, and definitely to see you guys play uh, on the first of June as well. So if you like the stuff, definitely go buy it. Um, Go check them out. Friendliest guys. Thank you again. And I'll see you next time, eh? Cheers, So Shane. this Thanks is, no worries. This is um, Repeater by Vestiges.
So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.